Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,997. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in sunny Orlando, Florida, with a very special guest by the name of Dan Aritopecki. Dan, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? That I am. All right. I'm talking to a guy who moves around a lot. Dan was telling me in our pre-show chat that I don't think he stays in one place for very long. So he uh, doesn't live in Orlando, but he's there. He moves around a lot, and you'll understand why in a minute. But first, before I uh, get started and give you a proper introduction, my friend, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you? Most people don't know that I was born um, outside the States. I was born in the former Yugoslavia, just outside of Belgrade. And thus, the Ritapeki name comes to light. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did you live there for very long before you came to the United States? No, I, I was I was very young when we emigrated. We actually uh, moved to New York. Uh, my father came over as a diesel mechanic for Mercedes-Benz. Oh. And I perhaps at some point had a New York accent, which I've lost through the years as we moved upstate New York. So yeah. um, I, I get that quite a bit. You grew up in New York, but you don't have the accent. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of lost after a number of years of leaving the city. First generation immigrants. That's very cool. Uh, coming to the United States, the American dream. And, and here we are. You're getting to play with cars. So let me give you a proper introduction. And we're going to dive into a very cool event that you're a part of. Dan Ritapecki is the auction director of the first annual Naples Motor Car Auctions, which takes place on Friday, February 4th at the Ultimate Garages in beautiful Naples, Florida. The auction is the new addition to the legendary cars on fifth weekend of events with proceeds from the auction benefiting the museum and St. Matthew's House, one of Florida's largest nonprofits. The Ferrari Club of America Naples chapter has invited the Saratoga Automobile Museum to partner with them and St. Matthew's House to inspire and host a premier motor car auction as part of the Naples automotive experience. Dan has been an integral part of running his family-owned and operated automotive dealership uh, business and repair shop that's located in Fulton County. For more than 30 years, he became the museum's deputy auction director last March and auction director last September. We'll be back in just a minute to learn more about this event, but first a word from our valued sponsor, so give him a little listen, and we'll be right back. Oh, and get your bidder cards ready. I love Covercraft's new five-layer all-climate cover. It was developed and engineered for anything Mother Nature can throw our way. It's very soft, breathable, and easy to store and pampers your paint and interior surfaces, providing maximum UV, rain, dust, and snow protection. Add their gust guards for windy conditions for extra protection. Their five-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with a quality and attention that's been their standard since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft. Too. Every one of my vehicles is protected by a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code YA21 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just type in the word YAH, Y-E-A-H, 2-1 at checkout, YA21 at Covercraft.com. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. 
Most people don't think about their collector car insurance until their annual premium becomes due. Well, why wait and see if there are better options for your beloved rides? I didn't. Did you know if you change carriers before your policy runs out, your insurance company has to refund you the unearned portion of your policy premium? I did my homework, I shopped around, and I found American Collectors Insurance. And that's who protects my Porsche Turbo. That's right, the one I call my Orange Crush. They've been protecting collector vehicles since 1976. I encourage you to call my friends at American Collectors Insurance. Ask them about their agreed value policy. And if your collector vehicle is on your regular auto policy, you will be shocked at the savings, not to mention the assurance, should something bad happen to your ride, that you'll get what your vehicle is actually worth. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today. So, Dan, we're back. So, uh, tell me a little bit about, first of all, your family business, this automotive dealership repair facility, your history of been in life. And then we're going to talk about this Naples car auction because it sounds fantastic. Yeah. So, my father, like I mentioned earlier, came to the States as a diesel mechanic for Mercedes-Benz in the late 70s, right in the midst of the, uh, the oil crisis. You know, fast forward 25 years, you know, we move upstate. He, he starts an import shop. Uh, because there was a need for one. Um, I go off to college, I come back, I get asked to stay on for a year to kind of help move things along and get to the next level. And, you know, next thing you know, 25 years go by. Um, and we've <laughs> did he, did he uh, shackle you to your desk? Is that what he did? <laughs> he didn't intend to, but, you know, it's amazing how time flies. And, you know, it's one of those things that I was really having fun doing what we were doing. And I felt that I wanted to help him. You know, he He's a great man, and you know I was trying to help him elevate, you know, and do do the work that he loved and do it well. And so we were very fortunate to have a collector in our backyard that had an amazing collection of Aston Martins and Ferraris and Bugattis and all sorts of cars that we were privy to kind of help with and keep up. And so it made it a lot of fun in those years. Yeah, well, so that was the uh, that was the 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 career the the one year career that turned yes. into a lifetime <laughs> career. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. You know, I want to learn more about this uh, auction because we were connected to talk about this auction. Uh, it's kind of a first time out that what you're doing. Can you describe, and I gave it, gave some of it away, of course, in your introduction of what this is all about, what it's going to be offering, what kind of vehicles are going to be offering? Because uh, you've just come from one auction, you're heading off to another. I mean, it doesn't seem like you sit very still these days. Nope, it's definitely go, go, go. So Saratoga Motor Car Auction started off about five years ago to do an auction to raise money to basically help the Saratoga Automobile Museum stand on its own feet and have a revenue stream. And so we completed our fifth auction this past September. And prior to that, Dennis Flint, who is a member of the Naples Ferrari Motor Club and a huge influence in the Cars on Fifth experience, thought that it'd be great to add an auction to their experience. So we went back and forth and we decided we partnered with the Naples Ferrari Club, St. Matthew's House, to do an auction as part of the Cars on Fifth experience. So two non-for-profits collaborating to raise money for St. Matthew's House as well as the Saratoga Automobile Museum. So uh, Cars on Fifth kicks off on Thursday. There's a Jetport reception. 
We're going to do the auction Friday, noon to five. And then Cars on Fifth is on Saturday. And then we follow up on Sunday. Uh, there's a poker run, I think, somewhere to a resort, as well as post-sale with any auction cars left. So really, we're just two non-for-profits that have kind of teamed up to have an auction to raise some money um, and have a good time. You know, this is cool. And I want to talk about your charity of choice a little bit later in our talk because it's an important part of why you're doing this. But let's start with the, uh, this is the 18th annual Cars on Fifth Concord. Do I have my numbers right? Yeah, you're right. These guys started uh, 18 years ago with five cars on third, five Ferraris, and they raised maybe a hundred bucks and they needed to find a charity to donate it to. So they did. And as years went on, the event grew and got bigger and it got moved to fifth, which if you've ever been to is quite a sight to see five, 700 cars lined up on both sides of the street, you know, mostly Ferraris, but also Lamborghini and Cobras and Mustangs and McLarens and a slew of hot rods. It's quite the sight. I think it gets about 20 to 30,000 people depending on the year. Oh my gosh. So it's an amazing event. And, you know, we're really honored to be asked to partake and help make the event better and, you know, give it another, another venue. Yeah, it sounds cool. It sounds a lot like the Concord on the Avenue that takes place to set off the uh, Pebble Beach Car Week uh, that happens every year where they close down the center of Carmel-by-the-Sea and they park cars up and down the street. It's just a fabulous event. Those kind of venues are nice because people attending can just walk right up to the cars. They can talk to the owners. It's a very casual setting. Yeah, absolutely. It's a family-oriented event. I think it's very, it's affordable, you know, for entry. And it's awesome because it's, you know, you could walk and see cars that you've never seen. And like you say, it's very casual. Casual. So it definitely, it's a relaxed vibe. Uh, and I think makes for a lot of fun. And then they have this beautiful uh, reception at the Naples airport, the elite uh, airport's elite jet hangar, which might go a little bit more upscale when you're talking about private jets and so forth. But is that also uh, a venue that's open to people to buy tickets to that they can go? And then that's all part of this money that's being generated for charity? Yeah, absolutely. So it kicks off with the uh, jetport reception, which is a wonderful event. It's in a hangar you know, live music, hors d'oeuvres, you know, I think silent auction. So really, really well done event, followed up, like I said, by the auction and then cars on fifth. You know, I think at some point there's a discussion to perhaps have a one, one price ticket that gets you, you know, admission to everything. You know, hopefully that, that happens in the future, but currently each event is standalone. So the Jetport reception is on its own and yes, you can buy tickets to attend the auction is the auction and we unfortunately it's only bidders and consigners because of the capacity at the event Mm -hmm. and then you have cars on fifth on on saturday saturday morning and tell us a little bit about ultimate garages of naples well i'll tell you what what a spectacular venue so dr jim um, has built this complex i can't tell you how many of maybe 17 um they're essentially like high-end car condos Mm -hmm. with additional um, storage above for folks that are away uh, for the summer um, also if, if there's an inherent storm or something that comes in, you could store your car. It's safe. You know, the building is, I forget, like category 10 hurricane rated. So, nice. you know, everything is, everything is all good, but it's just a spectacular setting. And the cars in these garages are out of this world. Oh, yeah. You know, I think, I think of Dr. Jim's, he's got an F40, I think LM, um, you know, in the back, I like peeked in another garage and there's a 300 SL cab and you know the list just goes on and on so it 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 seems to us i mean it's a great venue you know dr jim's been great to work with and has basically donated the space for us you know for the cause so we're really happy and thankful that the ultimate garages is doing what they are for us and helping us put this event on so let's talk about your role as auction director of the first annual naples motor car auctions what are some of the vehicles that people can expect to see there and hopefully bid on 
Well, it's interesting. We've got quite the array of cars. We've got a BMW uh, Z1, which was never brought into the country, which is a really cool car. We have an M4 GTS, 1,600 miles. We have an Impala Super Sport, 63, I believe, white, red, immaculate condition. A couple of MGTDs, both in spectacular condition. We have a 1993 Cadillac Alante, pro white, red, with 30,000 miles. Uh, that's a two-owner car that originally came from Naples, went to Connecticut, and now is, is coming back. Uh, we have a Ferrari 488. I think there's a 458. We most recently consigned a wonderful car, a 330 GTC, oh, 1967. That's nice. been, oh yeah, what a spectacular car. We just did a little video on the car and we went to take a peek and took it for a run. What an awesome car. You know, <laughs> yeah. something to be said about a V12 Colombo, you know, yeah. that's oh. properly sorted. Oh yeah. Be still my heart. Yes, indeed. It is an amazing car. Yeah. You know, 25 year ownership really really awesome car so we have a quite quite the mix of cars yeah quite a big variety of cars you know as an auction director and a guy who works in this field let me ask you we we had a great pre-show chat dan and i we talked probably for longer than than we thought we would but one of the things we talked about what is going on in the collector car market right now and the fact that cars are selling cars are selling for record prices uh the industry seems to be on fire despite the two-year shutdown of not only auctions but events and all these things things are starting to come back in line which is great we all need to and want to get out and be amongst our friends again and the cars what's your interpretation of why the collector car market is is so on fire right now i mean i think it's a mix of stuff you know i think we're seeing a little bit of inflation and stuff i don't think there's a lot of availability with new cars I think with COVID, people sitting home and you know wanting to get out and having additional means, I think they went online and you know one of the few things you could do and we did during COVID is you could hop in a car and go for a drive, you know, and that was okay. You know, you didn't have to worry about interaction with others, um, and I think we all needed to get out of the house. Yeah, we still do. Yeah, indeed. And look, at the end of the day, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll go for a ride on a Saturday or Sunday, and it's therapeutic. It, it puts a smile on your face, and it's a very relaxing experience. And I think a lot of people share in that. And there's something to be said, too, about a naturally aspirated manual gearbox, the smell of petrol. It's definitely something to fall in love with. Absolutely. Your role as an auction director must be somewhat inspiring because you're such a car guy. What inspired you to add this to your uh, toolbox of things? Because as if you probably weren't or aren't busy enough with the family business, you thought, oh, I think I'll take on a few more, <laughs> a few more uh, challenges <laughs> under my hat. What was the, the driving inspiration for that? Well, I signed on to help. Um, essentially, you know, the, the past auction director was a one-man show and the event was, was growing and it was it's a lot for one person to sort of undertake. So I, I sort of signed on to Segway to help. You know, I wasn't traveling as much as a result of COVID buying and selling cars. And so I was able to make this time slot to help and kind of try to get this to the next level. That was my entry. And I've helped along with this offer the last four years since its inception. Yeah. It's just never been a full-time position. So I decided to kind of give it a go. And uh, here we are. <laughs> yeah. You know, you were telling me this morning, give our, our listeners here a quick brief on the tr all the travels going on just this year so far. Yeah, so this was quite the endeavor. So our museum is based in Saratoga Springs, and this auction is in Naples. So we've been kind of going back and forth, started marketing um, in November. So it's been a lot of back and forth. And then I've spent time in Florida working it from the East Coast up and down the West Coast. Uh, we're in Orlando because we were here for the Mecham auction just to see what they had to offer and, uh, you know, see people and, you know, educate ourselves on numbers and cars and such. So, but uh, yeah, it's... Uh, 
it's been a lot of traveling through Florida, which has been nice to get out of the snow. So it's not, it hasn't been all bad. No, absolutely. This time of year, for sure. You know, speaking of the Mecham auction, what was your what was your overall impression of that auction? I mean, did you get a sense of people were there? It was a relief. I mean, obviously, they did fairly well from what I heard on sales and so forth. Did it leave you with some optimism for the new year? Definitely. I mean, I am blown away. I think the Friday sale was a record-setting sale in the history of automobile auctions. I think more cars sold, higher dollar amount in history, and I believe they surpassed that on Saturday. So it was quite an endeavor. So kudos to the folks at Meekham, because I think they put on quite the event and uh, did very well. And it, it just kind of bodes to the strength of the market, you know? Yeah. It really is. It's great to see. You know, it's great to see that folks are still buying and appreciating and, and partaking, you know, it's nothing we would have expected at the onset of COVID. That's for sure. We would have expected the opposite. Absolutely. Yeah. Last year I had Frank Meekham on this show, got to talk to him a bit about what was going on. Of course, that was deep in the depressionary period of COVID uh, somewhat, but these auction houses and yours included have just figured out ways to work around all the mandates. Now being in Florida, a lot less mandates, a lot less restrictions to have to deal with, but uh, these other auction houses being across the country and dealing with some pretty harsh uh, closed down and rules and things. Uh, I really, uh, my hat's off to all of these folks that have figured ways to still make this happen and keep their businesses alive. It's really a testament to uh, hard work and innovation and thought process and at the same time being concerned for people's health and well-being and complying with the laws and uh, as as they change every minute. It's been a tough (laughs) year for sure. We're going to take a short break. Thank our sponsors. We come back. I want to talk about perhaps a challenge you face putting this process together or some kind of challenge in your life. So keep that thought in mind. We'll be right back. I've teamed up with AutoGeek because, well, they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories for more than 20 years. Their Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax is specially formulated from Brazilian Carnuba Wax. It's easy to apply on any paint surface and provides that warm glow that we love, especially me on my vehicles. You're going to love it too. A favorite of car shows countrywide, Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax from AutoGeek wipes on easily, requires no drying time, is easy to remove, and provides up to 90 days of protection against damaging environmental contaminants. This wax is designed to exceed the standards of the most discriminating enthusiasts and collectors. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their very skilled technical support. Autogeek.net. That's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. 
So let's talk about this a little bit, Dan. I, I like to ask my guests to share a big challenge, maybe even a big failure they've faced. Could be past or present, but it's more about what it taught you so you can move forward in a positive way. These are all really valuable learning lessons, albeit sometimes they're a little rough to go through. So take us on one of yours. Well, actually, case in point. So we talked about earlier how I signed on in February to help with the auction. You know, fast forward to the end of August, September, um, and there was an abrupt or abrupt exit uh, by the, the previous auction director. So I inherited the whole kit and caboodle in the show sort of at the last minute. So it was, you know, it was interesting to kind of pick up and essentially have everything thrown at you and you figure out kidding. how to make it work. And You know, when that happens, when you get something, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking about this because this is no little feat. Oh, I'd like to help. Oh, here, you're now in charge. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, that's what it was. Yeah, drinking from a fire hose. You got it. But, you know, I found that stress fuels me. So that was okay. good. I made the best of it. Look, it's like anything else. I'm the kind of person, and I, I would tell anybody, when there's a problem, you need to find a solution. You know, right. you can't panic. You know, you need to put a, pan, a plan in place and just move forward. Thankfully, with the right plan and the right people in place, there's nothing that's insurmountable. You know, when there's a problem, there's always a solution. And the solution isn't to, to run. Take it head on and figure it out. And, you know, that's what we did. And we certainly had our share of challenges to overcome, you know, but the team came together and... I think we did a good job of pulling through and we made it happen. We hope to refine that and do better next year. So, Well, Dan, my hat's off to you because uh, one thing I've learned on the show is that when we give back and help others is when we really feel the best about ourselves. And it really is the uh, true testament to, to mankind, womankind, humankind. It's a nice segue into this next question, and that is helping others give back. You obviously have figured out that is an important part of your life is helping others. You, you raised your hand and said, hey, I'll help you guys, Saratoga Auctions. And then they said, okay, we're going to dump a whole bucket on your head and see see if you really <laughs> want to help us here. But one of the things that all of these Concor events, many auctions, many events do is they raise money for charitable causes. And I've heard this over and over. Could you talk a little bit about the charitable cause some of this money is going to go to in addition to helping the Saratoga Museum of St. Matthew's House? What is St. Matthew's House and why is that an important entity to help support? So they are quite the organization. So they were founded many years ago, started off, I think, as a Bible study group um, in Naples. You know, one of the members was walking home and saw somebody, a homeless person eating out of a dumpster and just looked at it and said, this is unacceptable. You know, how could it be that at this point in life, this is what's going on? So they got together, they put together a soup kitchen, fast forward like 15 years later, and these guys have really got it figured out. So they are a homeless shelter. They offer, they have a substance abuse program for folks with substance abuse issues. Um, they have a program for battered wives, mothers, and it's a complete rehabilitative program. They'll give them housing um, with, with folks, you know, there's like a one-year program for alcoholism and substance abuse, and they truly save lives. I mean, people have come out of this program that were on their way to death's door, you know, because of addiction, and they come through this program that St. Matthews puts together, and within a year, year and a half time, their lives are turned around. They've conquered, and it, it's truly amazing. And it's 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 impressive how St. Matthews does it, and how they you know they have a bunch of businesses. So they have Lulu's Kitchen, right, which um, is a restaurant, 
and they also offer catering. And so folks going through the program have the ability to work. They have the ability to learn a skill. You know, they're talking about implementing a cooking school. Yeah, they have a couple of thrift stores. You can work at a thrift store. They have a car wash. Um, So all that stuff, obviously, to raise money for the organization to keep it going, but also, too, to help folks segue into back into society in a productive way. So it's really impressive. You know, this is such an important issue. And you look at, we hear about the homeless issue around the country and so many big cities having massive problems with it. And when you really dig down deep, and I've looked at this a lot, so much of it is substance abuse, it's drug addiction, and it puts people in a spiral that they literally cannot get out of without some help. And when you when you just give somebody something, th- that helps them that moment, but it doesn't help them get out of that cycle. So it sounds like the St. Matthew's House has figured out this combination of things to help people figure out how to get back to being self-sustaining. And that's what it's all about, right? When, yep. I, when you think about it, when I look at- Absolutely. When I look at when the economy is robust and strong, it's when people are employed. And when people are employed, they feel good about themselves because they're self-supporting. I don't know anybody that likes to not be self-supporting. Why do you think we we become teenagers and we rebel and we want to go out on our own? <laughs> I think nature has set us up. It's like birds. I'm flying away from the nest. I don't need this place. I'm going to go take care of my own life, right? And get my own worms. So yeah. St. Matthew's House sounds like a tremendous uh, avenue to help people. And why not support the same kind of thing in your own community, which will cut down on the problem with homelessness, drug addiction, crime, all of those things. I'll make sure I put a link to St. Matthew's House on Dan's show notes page. Let's talk a little bit about your passion for cars, Dan, because I know you're a car guy. Is there a special vehicle in your life? And if so, what is that car? And tell me something about that ride that made it so special for you. I think as of late, it's the DB9. Something about that car, 12 cylinders, naturally aspirated, beautiful design. I think of the last ride, uh, I went with a group of friends, uh, one Diablo, I think one Testarossa, and an M5 competition. I remember my friend in the Testarossa saying, you know, I looked in the rearview mirror, and uh, I'm working it, and I'm driving this car, and you're just sitting there paddling, you know, just relaxed and, and just enjoying yourself. And <laughs> yeah. goes, what an amazing car. And so so what, what a great touring car, and what a great car to drive, and I'm a huge fan. My current favorite. Well, they're beautiful. I mean, over 500 horsepower. What, six-liter six V12, I think, in that thing? Six-liter V12, yeah. You Whoa, yeah. I mean, just smooth as glass, sporty. I love the look of them, the design. I remember when the, the first Vantage came out, I thought, oh, man, that's a pretty-looking car. And, but when I drove the Vantage, I wasn't, it's like, I wanted to. I wanted it to be more than it was, but the 9, yep. oh, that's plenty. That's plenty of car. Yeah, you picked a good one there. I'm going to be your car psychologist here, Dan. I'm going to crawl into your skull. If you were manifest as a car, what would Dan be, more importantly, why? Ooh, that's a good one. I got to tell you, I mean, I'm a huge fan of a V12 Colombo motor car. So <laughs> no. I would say who any Ferrari with a V12. <laughs> who isn't, huh? Yeah. There probably are those that aren't. Yeah. You know, the folks that like the EVs and such. Yeah. So the V12, so if we talk about the Colombo motor and they put those motors were in a lot of different Ferraris. So let's narrow Dan down a little bit to which one you would be. I guess maybe because it's fresh in my mind, that 330 GTC that we took for a spin the other day is just, you know. Well, you know, that car is a beautiful, I mean, they're fast, they're fun, they're sporty, but they're also a beautiful, what I would call kind of a gentleman's touring car. Yep. Absolutely. Is that a good uh, interpretation? Absolutely. I think one of the, that's one of the things that I love about it. It's a great like gentleman tour. Like it has plenty of zip. It sounds great. It's fun to drive, but it's also somewhat refined. And so I, I am a fan of that balance. Yeah, those are really pretty cars. And for a long time, 
I looked at those cars and I wasn't quite sure about the back end. And, you know, I'm a fan of the SWB, the 250 SWB, yeah. you know, the Aston Martin uh, DB4 Zagato bodied car, which has a lot of the same kind of imagery. Yeah. But the more I look at the GTC and that beautiful greenhouse effect of that that C pillar, B pillar, so thin and yep. all that glass around you. Yeah, I, I, I maybe I'm maturing <laughs> with my with my age well, or something. <laughs> I also figured everybody would say, and I'm with you. A DB4 Zagato bodied car is probably to me the most beautiful car ever made. But I felt that that was like too much, you know. And I felt that that was like a too common of an answer, you know. What I mean, something about the 330C it seems like realistic. If that makes any sense? Yeah, they're they're really beautiful cars. Yeah, I've never had the luxury. Of, I've seen, of course, many of them, but never had the luxury of driving one. Uh, what what was the the ride like? It's spectacular. Enough said. <laughs> yeah, it, it's truly amazing for a '67. The only other car that I've driven that's that well balanced, smooth, good handling, just raw, fun to drive would be a, uh, a, a 65 uh, Shelby. You know, that was another car that I, I thought, ah, it's a Mustang. How good could it be, right? Oh, okay. And I'll never forget hop, hopping in, the, you know, the passenger seat and taking it for a spin with a friend who just acquired one. And both of us were just amazed. And it, it basically reiterated why everybody had such a love for that car because it handled so well. There wasn't a squeak. The, perform- the, uh, the performance to weight ratio was great. It was very, very impressive. For something from 1965, which doesn't seem like that long ago, but I don't know. I feel like technology has come such a long way. So rather impressive build on that as well. At first, I thought you were going to say a Cobra, and I went, wait, how can you compare a Cobra to a Ferrari GTC? <laughs> but you're talking about the GT350, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I had a 65, and it was built by a friend of mine's dad uh, into a GT350 clone. Used, I mean, it was such an actor, accurate wannabe car, I guess you could call it, or whatever, that I took it to a Mustang show once. Actually, long story, but I'll make it short. By mistake, parked it there and left to go to an all-British field meet that was on a campus next door. And when I came back, there was a trophy next to my car with a note saying, where the hell were you? You won first place in the GT350 division. And I went, "Uh uh-oh, this isn't a real one. And I ended up finding the guy who came in second and I actually drove over to his house and gave him the trophy. I said, you know, I didn't, even though they were going to judge my car, I just parked it because it was a Free place to park. and uh, But that's how good of a clone this was. But I'll tell you, I drove that car to work, and I live in the Northwest where it rains in the winter, and it's a little cold. Yep. Uh, it was a little dicey to drive when it got icy. But um, that car, that engine, and that was exact spec engine, was like, I always say this, it was like a sewing machine. It was just wonderful. The way it sounded, yeah. the, it just was a wonderful car to drive, comfortable, uh, except for the idiosyncrasies of, you know, the back end could break loose pretty fast and, and it would fog up, the windows would fog up, you know, all the all the stuff old cars do. But it was super reliable. I don't think I ever had any problem yeah. except for a radiator hose breaking one time and, and one of the rear wheels blew apart because it was 14 years old, but it looked new because the car had never been driven. Learned about date codes on tires the hard way. Um, but uh, wonderful car. So yeah, put that brings back a, a smile to my face. Is there a book you'd like to share with us that you really enjoyed reading? Not to sound cliche, but I would say like, I remember like The Prince by Machiavelli oh, and perhaps okay. the, uh, the Art of War by Sun Tzu, I think would be a great reading for anybody. It's just interesting perspective on strategy and, you know, trying to keep your mind sharp and yeah, things that apply, you know, from so long ago to, 
today and to any circumstance. Two classics for sure. So before I let you go today, Dan, and get uh, on with your busy travel schedule, I'm going to allow you to go on the ultimate drive, which means there's no money worries for you here. I'm going to pay for it all. (laughs) Yeah, you can pick any car, you can pick anybody living or deceased, and you can go for a drive anywhere. What does that ultimate drive look like for a guy who not too long ago drove a 330 GTC? If if this is the dream, then I think it's got to be the DB4 Zagato. Okay. With Winston Churchill. Oh, Peking to Paris. Oh my gosh. Now, oh my gosh. Uh, insane. That That's an insane drive. <laughs> wow. That's very interesting. Well, I wonder, you know, with Winston Churchill being the character he was, I wonder if you'd want to stop and toss him out the door <laughs> halfway through. Um, and I mean that in all sincerity. Love Winston Churchill. I mean, what a man. I mean, just insane history, but uh, quite a strong character. So, uh, but that would be quite a drive. Yeah. yeah I figure it's quite a driving conversation. He's just a fascinating fellow. Absolutely. I don't know what it is about the guy, but. There's you know. a unique, there's a, I get some unique answers to that question, but that one is right up there. Yeah. Maybe in the top 10. Wow. Very cool. <laughs> Glad I could make the top 10. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. Well, You've taken us on a fun ride, and I really appreciate your time. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some words of inspiration, words of wisdom, maybe something as we dive into the new year here? Never give up. Always look forward. There's a Winston Churchill quote. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It it, it seems like that's the best way to be. You know, learn from your mistakes, learn something new every day, and just keep on, you know, keep on moving forward. You know, otherwise you get bogged bogged down in negativity. It just slows you down. Yeah, I love that. Never give up. Always look forward. Never look back. And it's a lot like uh, my listeners know I have a saying by Ayrton Senna on my business card. The past is just data. I only see the future. So I think uh, coming off. Yeah, I think coming off of two years of COVID madness, I know we're still in it a bit, but you know what? Look forward. Look at the positive. I don't think any of us have ever lived in a time of mankind that is more incredible, optimistic, offers so many opportunities than we have now, even though there's some stuff going on. I know we got to deal with, but you know what? There always is, there always has been, and there always will be. So uh, onward and upward into this new year, my friend, how can people learn more about the Naples Motor Car Auctions, the Saratoga Auto Museum, and uh, these events that you're going to be a part of? So um, the auction, NaplesMotorCarAuctions.org is the website. And if you Google the Naples Motor Car Experience, there's a page that'll lead you through buying a ticket for the Jetport reception. You know, the auction has its own website. Um, and I believe for tickets, you can buy online also for the cars on fifth, uh, or they can be purchased, I think, at the, at the day of at the venue. There you go. I'll put all these links on Dan's show notes page. Just go to the Cars yeah website. Everything will be there. If you find yourself in Florida, or maybe it's time to go to Florida, if you live where it's snowy and uh, or where I live, although it's sunny today, but uh, it can rain a lot where I live this time of year. The days get very short and dark and wet. I think Florida sounds like a wonderful venue, so you can check out all these events. Go there, say hello to Dan. It's going to be a blast for sure. I also want to do a thank you, Dustin Lannerman at the Saratoga Automotive Museum. He's the one who introduced me to Dan. So Dustin, thank you very much for setting this up. Dan, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing a wonderful event with us. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Naples Motor Car Auction. Sounds good, Mark. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This was fun. Safe travels, my friend. Thank you, Mark. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe. 
that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!